Well, hello, everybody. It is December 1st. It's a very special day today. A very specific event happened today. If it had not happened, I would not exist. It's my mother's birthday today, everybody. So we're going to uh, get to that here in a little bit. Lots of different things to uh, cover today. A lot of holiday things. Apparently, I was in a holiday kind of mood as I was prepping for today's show. And uh, something we're going to do in the future, I did this when I was with the morning show. I actually posted a bunch of articles about it. But it has to do with where, what are the origins for some of our favorite Christmas songs. And some of them are, you might be a little shocked about because there's a lot of them. They were written during this just hellaciously hot summer in Los Angeles. And so a lot of the artists and uh, writers, they were writing like Winter Wonderland and stuff like that during the summer as a way to almost mentally put themselves in a, in a colder place. So we have that. We'll cover uh, what today is. If you could only watch one Christmas movie every year, now, let me rephrase that. If you could, if you only get to watch one Christmas movie this year, which one are you choosing? And if you want to throw in some honorable mentions, kind of do a top five, but you, you have to pick the one. You have to pick the one Christmas movie that is the must-watch for you. We have another MI the A-hole. Got some gaming news. Of course, we have some Halo updates. Hogwarts Legacy, I guess, is uh, still in the works. We were talking about Brendan Fraser on Monday, and apparently they're looking for Brendan Fraser in The Mummy 4. Interesting factoid I have about Meet the Parents. Tom Holland is far from done with Spider-Man and the MCU. In sports, we're going to cover the new college football playoff rankings. That's obviously some of the big news out there. Top recruits are already following Lincoln Riley over to USC. And the college basketball season, the men's side, has been crazy already. We're also going to get to uh, five fast questions. Uh, and then to wrap things up, we also have some interesting and strange holiday traditions from around the globe. I'm going to give you the tradition, and then you try to guess which country it's from. As always, if you want to get involved with the show, we have the Twitch chat right there for you, which you can see now, too, because if you're checking us out on Spotify, now if you're on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, I don't think the video gets uploaded there. But if you're on Spotify, you can watch the video of the show. And we uh, specifically have the, which way is it? Right there. We specifically have the uh, Twitch chat right there for you. So you can see what other people are typing in there. Of course, if you're on Spotify on your phone, it's probably going to be very tiny and you might not be able to see it, but it's there. We also have the Discord. So head on over to the Original Gamer Life Discord. Uh, Twitchy Twist was already over there. And essentially what it is, if you go to the uh, Original uh, Gamer Life Discord join it. Tyler just put the link right there for you guys. And uh, 
we have the streaming channel. You'll see Azerath and the Real Brandalorian in there. That's where Tyler and I are communicating. And if you want to, you know, if you like, when we're doing uh, later on in the show, when we're doing a uh, the strange holiday traditions, if you would like to answer and not just in text, if you have the ability to speak, you're more than welcome to do that. We'll let you in right over there, and it's kind of kind of like playing playing a show on a radio show or playing a game on a radio show. So let's kick some things off today, of course. As I said to begin the show, today is my mother's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Hey, remember to dip your waitresses. Birthday to my mom. Happy birthday to you. I think that's all we'll do for the for the birthday because I know my mom doesn't like the attention on her. I do have an interesting story though that had to do with um, being up on stage at uh, Santa Jam. This is when I worked for the country radio station, and Santa Jam it took place at I believe it was the Memorial no not the Memorial Coliseum it was at the um, uh, uh, Rose Garden Moda Center I guess is what it is now. But anyway, it's where the Portland Trailblazers play, and so they you know. We got the stage, half of the arena is for the audience, and then they obviously they blocked off the other half of the arena. I don't remember who the artists were. I think Justin Turner. I think that was one of the guys. See the one with a really low voice? Kind of talks like this. Anyway, so they put all of us DJs from the country station up on stage. I think it was right before the headliner came out. And they're kind of going in order and... and before we took the stage, I'm talking to uh, Howie, Monica, and Jake. That was the morning show that I kind of worked with when I was down there. I wasn't on the show, but I helped them out with some things. So I was mentioning, I was texting my mom at the time. I'm like, hey, make sure you're in your seat. We're about to go up on stage. And Howie looked at me, and he was like, hey, would she mind if we called her out, you know, like up on stage? And I was like, I don't think so, because she doesn't like having that kind of attention on her. So... We kind of talked about it a little bit, and they said that, you know, don't, yeah, we won't do it. Don't worry about it. Because, this again, this was a Santa jam, so it was right around her birthday. Um, she was there with her boyfriend, Gary. And uh, so everybody goes up on stage. Howie, Monica, and Jake do their thing, and they kind of go down the line of everybody. It was Danny Dwyer and then B-Dub, and then I think uh, Sparks was a guy that was there at the time. And, and as we're, we're working our way through, I'm the last guy. And um, my buddy in front of me, this is when the Ducks made the national championship and they took on Ohio State. So he's given like a little, and they don't even tell you what to say. They're like, just go say something. So he's kind of just kind of riffing a little bit. And then at the very end, he's like, go Ducks! And then the whole crowd, which I'm sure even, you know, Oregon State Beaver fans out there were hooting and hollering over that thing. So he gets the crowd all round up and I'm like, well, crap. How am I going to follow that up? So he hands me the microphone, and I said that on the mic. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to follow this up. Hi, Mom! And so then I just waved, and I pointed up to where she was. And, of course, the whole crowd kind of, you know, goes right there. Gary liked it, I guess. Gary Gary thoroughly enjoyed it. My mom, I'm not really 100% sure about that. But that's the story that I have 
about my sweet mom. I'm going to go visit her here coming up at the end of the year. I'll try to stream while I'm gone. I'll just have my laptop with me. Um, but I'll try to stream as much as I can so that we can kind of get everything uh, consistent there. I mean, obviously, the games will have to be very limited. Oh, Robin, hello. She says, I heard mom. Yes, today is my mother's birthday for anybody who is just joining us. And on a side note here for the calendar, today is also Day Without Art Day, which also happens to coincide with World AIDS Day. It's kind of the same thing, two different names. And what it says here is Day Without Art Day, also known as World AIDS Day, was created to both acknowledge and mourn the passing of those infected with AIDS, as well as take action against this disease that has killed thousands upon thousands of people the world over since the pandemic started in the 1980s. I still remember, this is how, obviously, I think I was like four or five, when they were talking about this on the news and they kept talking about AIDS. My only frame of reference for that word at the time was a teacher's aide who was the assistant to my first grade teacher. So when they talked about AIDS killing thousands of American Americans, my brain immediately went to, oh my God, the teacher's aides are killing people. Like they're legitimately going around and that's what's killing thousands of Americans. I think I was five or six at the time. But a little history on uh, Day Without Art Day. Originally, it was created, created back in 1988. The day was called Day Without Art Day. The purpose of the day was to raise awareness about the disease, especially that it can, in fact, touch everyone. A fact that was not as well known in those days. Yeah, if you really want... I mean, remember when uh, Magic Johnson tested positive for HIV and he uh, retired and he came back. He did the Olympics and he tried coaching. He was a talk show for a while. I think he was competing with Chevy Chase for worst talk show ever. And I remember Nickelodeon did a special with Magic Johnson to answer questions about this. Because, again, it was one of those things that not a lot of people knew about. There was a lot of uh, uh, stereotypes and stigmas that were attached to it as well. So today is Day Without Art. Moving on to the next topic. Tyler, I hope you have your movies ready. Do you have your movies ready? I do, but I think we need to take a minute to recognize Twitchy Twist for his donation. And I think he should retype the message for us. He should retype the message for us? Why would it happen? So the, his donation message came up like right in the middle of your story. which So the timing wasn't great. But he donated $10 to the channel. Oh, well, thank you. So that's $10. And essentially what we're doing right now is we are trying to get uh, total donations of 250 Because when we reach the $250 mark, Tyler has to sing the theme song to the X-Men animated show from the 90s. I already did it. I got no problems doing it. Tyler does not want to do this. So if you guys want to see Tyler have to go like that. And we'll film it too, Tyler. You're not going to be. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it on the show. We might have to film this just so we have a pure record of it, and then we'll play it back. Wait, hold on. That was not part of the agreement. <laughs> what are you talking about? Can't be adjusted the agreement. Well, okay, fine. Then you'll do it live, and I'll have your brother film you. Secret. Oh God. <laughs> do you embarrass easily, Tyler? 
not generally, but I don't know. This this, this one, a... for some reason, it's just striking a nerve there where it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this crap. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the discussion topic is you only get to watch one Christmas movie this year. Which movie are you choosing? So if you guys want to, you are more than welcome to fire away over in the Twitch chat. Let me know exactly what movies you're picking. Thank you, Ramirez. Coming up 10 bucks. We're up to 20 bucks now, Tyler. We're going to, man, we're going to hit this thing before the end of the show. I figured we were, it was going to be a few weeks, but you guys keep coming in hot with these donations, man. I think your audience hates me. <laughs> no, they just want to, they want to hear you sing it. They love you. And I'm telling you, if you guys missed Rocket League last night with Shim, oh, you guys missed a ton, just a ton of fun. Tyler had the line of the night. We're gonna, I'm going to piece together sort of a best of video of some of the good moments from last night of playing Rocket League uh, from last night with Shim. Tyler just shared the donations link right there because his mom says it's a wonderful life and $25. She's ponying up $25 for Tyler to have to sing the X-Men theme song. This is great. I love this. Kay Scholl says hello in the Twitch chat. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Also, a side story here, because this is one of my honorable mentions, and I figured we would have some honorable mentions in regards to your favorite Christmas movies, because it's difficult to pick just one. Now, all in all, you have to narrow it down to just one, and I got a million sticky notes here that somewhere my list is. There we go, Christmas movies. I put the title on the top. You'd think I'd be able to find it easily. But I'm bombarded with... Uh, PowerPoint and video notes as well. <laughs> oh, well, Ramirez says, man, I can't wait to be off on nights soon and to watch y'all play. I mean, you can go back and check it out, but definitely when I when I do the, uh, um, when I get the, uh, um, the best of one together, it's great. Tyler had the line of the night. Shim was hilarious. Shim made a couple of really good plays. It was, God, the Rocket League Tuesdays. It's great. It's great. All right, Tyler. So, do you have your honorable mentions as well when it comes to the uh, Christmas movies? I do. I have five. I man, I couldn't rank them. It's too hard. Okay, so uh, so you only need to choose the one. The other ones, it can be in any order that you want. Because technically, I have. I even have six. So even I'm skirting the rules here a little bit. But I'm going to go through mine, and then you say yay or nay if that one not only makes your list. But also if it's your number one, because I want to see kind of how we're doing here. And again, if you guys want to get involved in the Twitch chat, you can do that. Also, uh, you can always head over to the original Gamer Life Discord. You can message us in there and let us know what movie you're choosing. Put a GIF from the movie in there if you want. There's a whole meme section that nobody had posted in. So I put something in there a couple of days ago. Throw in the your favorite Christmas movie. Throw a meme from in there. So here we go. You ready, Tyler? I am. Scrooged. Does that one make your list at all? Yes, it does. Hey, all right. Is that now? Is that an honorable mention? Or is that your number one? No, that's honorable mention. It's that kind of figure for most people, other than Bill Murray. That one's probably uh, uh, an honorable mention. It's such a great movie, though, man. It gets kind of swept under the rug a little bit, and I don't think I've actually seen it front to back in maybe ten years or so. It's been a while. Since I've seen the whole movie. All right, so Scrooge, check on Tyler's list. Here's the next one. Bad Santa. Nope, do 
not on Tyler's list. All right, my next one. Never seen it, actually. You've never seen Bad Santa? I have not. Did you suddenly get quieter? Because I can barely hear you now. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> we got to figure this out because all of a sudden it's just got really quiet on your end. Let me turn you turn you up a little bit here. Test, test, test. Yeah, for some reason, however you're doing it, it's not the same. Keep talking. Uh, there one, oh, wait, probably shouldn't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this little one, there once was a man from Nantucket back then. All right, so Bad Santa was a no. Elf. Yes, Elf is on the list. Elf is on the list. I mean, if you stop and think about it, it's legitimately the last classic Christmas movie we've gotten, don't you think? I mean, there's other ones I think that you would throw in there. I think a lot of people would throw, um, was it Love Actually in there as well? Which, by the way, not a kid's movie, Love Actually. Have you ever seen that one? Yes, it's hilarious. Well, there's the scene. Who is it? Uh, Is it Frodo? No. I'm blanking on on the actor's name. Martin? God damn it. Whatever. He's a he's a he's a stand-in for a, a porn movie. Is essentially his is what he's doing. So there's a whole lot of naked people walking around, and I'm I'm glad that we ended up uh, not watching this with my child because we were thinking, oh, it's a holiday movie. Let's watch this with the kid. Mm-mm. Don't watch Love Actually with your kid. All right. So the two we have so far that were on both of our lists: Scrooge and Elf. That's my Die Hard. Part, by the way, what's that, Tyler? Yes, that's my favorite part. By the way, the, the porn scene. <laughs> Die Hard. Die, make your die list? Die Hard is on my list, yes. Die Hard makes the list. All right, and then the last one that's my honorable mention. Home Alone. Nope, no Home Alone. No Home Alone. All right, so we got three. Now, I'm going to hold off on my my number one. Uh, Twitchy Twist says, Bad Santa is a double yay-yay. Ramirez says, I have an unpopular opinion. I do not like Elf. But then he adds that he's not a fan of Will Ferrell. And I, I know some people like that who just they don't they don't get Will Ferrell's humor. And that's fine. Although uh, before that I should uh, check the chat here. Ramirez says, I don't really have a specific one myself, but since I've been with my girlfriend, she watches Christmas with the Cranks every year. My wife watches and this is like Thanksgiving leading into all the kind of that gets our kickoff. And she was watching it while she was putting up the Christmas decorations this year, shutting up the tree and everything. And that was um, While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock, um, either Bill Pullman or Paxton. I constantly get those guys confused. Who the hell else was in that? That dude with the eyebrows from Mr. Deeds, the bad guy. Remember him? All right, Tyler, what were the honorable mentions that I did not mention that you have? All right, well, so I have Miracle on 34th Street. Original or update? Oh, the update. I mean, the... Mm. The one with the dude from Jurassic Park, right? Yes, yes. Welcome to the North Pole. I mean, I've seen the original, too, and that's still pretty good. But if you're choosing between the two, you're going with the update. Yeah, I okay. just... I need my color. <laughs> well, I mean, they can find a colorized version of it. Oh, maybe. All right, so All that right. was one. What's another one? Well, this is my number one. Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. 
That's a damn good movie. I mean, that would make an honorable mentions for me as well. And that's obviously brings up the debate. Is that a Christmas or a Halloween movie? For myself, it's a Christmas movie because they're building to Christmas. Halloween has already happened. But then yeah, on the flip side, the argument is they're in Halloween town. You know what I mean? Yeah, the whole thing is directed towards Christmas, though. All right, was there, like any other movies? Of the movie. was there any other movies that you have on your list that did not make it or that you have not mentioned yet? I mean, if I thought about it, I could probably come up with like a million more, but those are my five. Here's my one. This is my go-to. This is the one that we watched every single Christmas. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That one, for me, is an absolute must-watch every year. I could recite the entire goddamn thing. And I remember when I first got into radio, I was kind of learning to play with audio and editing and, and piecing some things together. So, And the interesting thing is there I don't believe there's ever an actual soundtrack released for the movie. So I hunted down the songs. And I even included a few other ones. The one that I was never able to lock in on, if anybody could find this for me, it'd be great. It's like the tuba... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that plays while Cousin Eddie is emptying out the shitter. For some reason, I've never been able to find that. If anybody knows how to find that, let me know. Shoot me a message on Discord. You can find me on Instagram at TheRealBrandalorian. Uh, but that's definitely that's my go-to. And what I did is I took all the songs together, and then I took a bunch of clips from the movie, and I pieced it to about a 25-minute clip where it would play the song, and then during like an instrumental part, it would go with a clip from the movie, and that became a staple as well for the rest of my family because I gave those out as gifts to the family. And they said they well, they were driving around Christmas Day, whether they were driving to my aunt's house, my grandparents' house, another uh, relative's house or a friend's house. They would pop that in and they would listen to it. Coincidentally enough, I don't own a copy of it anymore. I don't know what the hell happened to my copy. So Die Hard made your list correct absolutely so now the question is die hard a christmas movie obviously, obviously tyler believes so because it made his list obviously i believe so because yeah my i was list. gonna say obviously we both believe so i mean it because it's Somebody pieced together, and it's obviously I can't play the video on here because I don't have the rights to it, but somebody pieced together all of the Christmas references that Die Hard has. And if you're able to watch that and then tell me that it's still not a Christmas movie, I don't think you know what Christmas is. I think that you might be a little dead inside. Because it's a full clip of people saying Merry Christmas or Ho, Ho, Ho. I mean, hell, remember... He uses, uh, like, packing tape, which, by the way, how is that gun stuck to his back with how sweaty he is? That's a loophole in that movie that I've never, that's never made sense to me. And it's been a while since I've actually watched Die Hard as well. And I believe it was, was it the original Lethal Weapon that takes place during Christmas as well? Or was that Lethal Weapon 2? I do not remember. Well, let's look that up. Lethal Weapon Christmas. I think it was the original. Looks like that's when it was. Uh, does Lethal Weapon happen during Christmas? Diehard producer Joel Silver also made Lethal Weapon. Oh, there you go. Which is another thriller set during the holiday season one year earlier. Huh. 
Are they in the same universe? Is that... That would be amazing. A lethal weapon diehard crossover? Are you kidding me? I'm in. I'm 100% in on that. Let's start a donation to make that happen. So U.S. Magazine came up with a 12 Christmas movies that aren't technically Christmas movies. Eh, whatever. Die Hard makes the list. Rent makes the list. Batman Returns makes the list. Because remember, it's, uh, it's, it's snowing and there's all kinds of stuff. And it's got a picture of Michelle Pfeiffer in that cat suit. Yes. Uh, Gremlins. Lethal Weapon. Uh, Harry Potter. It says the popular film franchise features numerous Christmas scenes, but Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is arguably the most festive one with the Yule Ball. Mean Girls. See, and these are the ones where, like, if a, if a movie spans, like, a year's time, like a Harry Potter movie does or Mean Girls does, and there happens to be a Christmas scene, I don't count that as a Christmas movie. But when you're looking at Die Hard, where the whole thing takes place on Christmas Eve, hey, there it is, Robin. Thank you for the donation. We're going to get Tyler to sing that X-Men theme song pretty darn soon. So where are we at now? We have 45 bucks. Not the check at the end of the show today. Uh, You've Got Mail also makes this list of movies that just happen to take place around Christmas. L.A. Confidential. Trading Places. I think I should keep track of the donation amount. Okay. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. The Long Kiss Goodnight. These are all movies that U.S. Magazine came up with that said, is it U.S. or Us? It's Us Magazine. Tell how much I pay attention to this stuff. (laughs) Tyler says, we'll always be $10 short. Then if we're $10 short when we start to stream, I will pony up 10 bucks. Uh, War Dancer, welcome. We played some Rocket League last night, man. Hopefully you could join us one of these Tuesdays. War Dancer says, meh. Don't think that just because it happens during Christmas time makes a Christmas movie. Not, but it's an opinion point. Yeah, I mean, you got a solid point. But when there's that many references, now I think of what a lot of people, when you're talking about a Christmas movie, they're like, oh, well, it's got to be in the spirit of Christmas or something like that uh, yeah I mean I can I can understand that point but I'm not locked in on it and I think a lot of it has to do as well with whether or not you are is that a movie that you feel you need to watch during the holiday season for myself uh, Die Hard is alright moving on to the next topic here Am I the a-hole? I'm going to present to you guys the headline first. You guys can make some judgments based on just the headline. Fully well knowing there's going to be more information coming up later. By all means, in the Twitch chat, if you'd like to fire away, you're more than welcome to uh, chime in over on the Twitch chat. OG Life Discord, the original Gamer Life Discord. You can hit us up over there. Or after the fact, if you tune into the podcast version of this and you're like, oh my God, how come nobody said this? Or, oh my God, I want to say something. You can hit me up on Instagram at TheRealBrandalorian. So here's the headline. Am I the a-hole for laughing at a child-free woman wanting to be a housewife? Tyler, first impressions. Yes. So you're saying, yes, this person is the a-hole. Based on the headline, yes. Am I the a-hole for laughing at a child-free woman wanting to be a housewife? Ramirez agrees. Ramirez says, yes, this person is the a-hole. All right. 
So just based on that headline, while I'm reading this, if you guys want to fire away, you can still in the Twitch chat, but I want to get to the actual... Uh, I want to get to the actual story here. Am I the a-hole for laughing at a child-free woman wanting to be a housewife? I've been online dating for quite a while. My profile very clearly states I'm dating with marriage as the end goal. I matched a few weeks ago with a charming woman who said she was, uh, she also was dating with the intent to get married, with the caveat of wanting a traditional relationship where she would be a housewife. I agreed that I would be happy with that arrangement in the future. We chat about a variety of subjects and set up a date for an early dinner two weeks out. That's today. Not today, today, but when this person wrote this. Much to my surprise, during the date, she casually mentions she doesn't want children. In my confusion, I ask her, but you said you were looking to become a housewife. She responds, you can be a housewife and still not have children. Admittedly, I did chuckle, but it wasn't a full belly roar or a laugh, a full belly roar of a laugh, just a chuckle. She took great offense to my laugh and asks, why can't she be, she took great offense to, m to my laugh and asks, why can't she be child free and a housewife? My response was, what will you be doing all day? <laughs> she says, what do older housewives do after their, their children go off on their own? My response was, usually go back to work. <laughs> I told her it's going to be uh, next to impossible to find a man willing to take that deal. She gets angry and leaves. I tell my sister and she thinks I, quote, crushed that poor woman's dreams. Am I the a-hole for telling her the truth? Tyler, you still locked in on the a-hole? No, I think uh, this one wants to be a trophy wife, not a housewife. That is kind of what it seems like, right? Yeah. It's two completely different things there. Let me see here. Because the people on Reddit voted this person an a-hole. Like, they flat out said, yeah, you're an a-hole, dude. Top answer on the board says, sometimes we have to go straight to a lock instead of a warning. This is one of those times. Oh, that's a mod. Never mind. It's like, what the hell? What are they warning about? I don't understand the rules of am I the a-hole on Reddit. Like, they lock and they delete some of this crap. And it's like, why? Ramirez says, yeah, still totally an a-hole, but hilarious. So the real top answer on the board that's not coming from a moderator says, you're the a-hole. If she did all the house cleaning and the errands, I'd marry her right this second. And I'm a straight woman. Somebody commented underneath that, and cooking. Don't forget the cooking. <laughs> I am a female also and would marry that. So, of course, some creeper below that put, I love to cook right underneath them. <laughs> of course. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. At least in my house, my wife and I, we try to balance. Um, we try to balance the duties around the house as much as we can, uh, because we both work and we have a kid, and we need to. And especially now, this is when things are getting crazy because we got that Nutcracker performance coming up this weekend, man. So I'm really hoping, you know, my wife is she's really stepped up where she's able to kind of cart the kid back and forth to all the practices this week. Let's see what the next one says here. Anybody else think that... Uh, so Tyler says no. Not the a-hole. 
Ramirez says yes, still the a-hole. Clearly. Here's somebody on Reddit that says, not the a-hole. She is allowed to have a somewhat delusional but technically possible dream. You are allowed to decline to support it and give your opinion on it. Yes, absolutely. That's the way I feel about it. Yeah. I, I think when you say housewife, there's the, the thought of, ki of, ki of kids, kids well. right? Yeah. If you, I mean, if you're just going to be staying home and taking care of the house, generally if you don't have kids, there's not a whole lot to do to take care of the house. If not as much. Not, yeah. Not as much, right? Oh, uh, master. Know, so it still gets pretty dead. But... <laughs> yeah, Jesus. So Master of Puppets says, not the a-hole. That dream is unrealistic. Keep dreaming, lady. Well, I mean, it's, a, it's essentially, like Tyler said, she's looking to become a trophy wife. It's kind of what it is. She wants a man to support her. And that's fine. She can have that dream. Because I guarantee yeah. that there's going to be some guy out there that's going to probably fall in love with her and is willing to do it. Of course. You, that dude just better hope he makes enough money. And that's not to say that she's a gold digger, but let's be completely honest here. I don't know. This guy, I don't, it depends how much this guy made. But Well, I'm not talking about this guy in particular, the one who wrote the story. I, like, this guy's he's out of the picture. Ward Answer says, funny, women's jobs in the 40s and 50s was housewife. Kids are not. So where's this coming from? The fact that women are allowed to work now, I think, <laughs> is where it's not coming from. allowed, almost required. All right, so there's your MI the A-hole for today. Let's get to some news. All right, we're kicking things off with some more Halo Infinite news here. It says Halo Infinite will now give you bonus XP for your first few matches each day. It sounds exciting, but the next story might deter you a little bit. But it says here more EXP changes have been added to Halo Infinite, giving players a nice boost for their first few games each day. Infinite's Battle Pass progression has been a hot topic since the game's multiplayer shadow dropped earlier this month. Might well, have been last month, actually, because today's December 1st. There was no XP to be earned from playing games at first, with all experience being accumulated through challenges alone. 343 chucked in a permanent play one game challenge that awards 50 XP each time, but community manager John uh, Unicek said the studio noticed that players were starting their sessions with slower payouts than we'd like. To combat this, the first six games played each day will now reward a bonus chunk of experience, gradually decreasing until you're back to the standard 50 XP from uh, game seven onwards. There's a clickbait thing at the bottom of this article. It's freaking me out because it looks like... Have you ever seen... Um, what is it? Uh, a wine sifter or whatever the hell it is? It looks like a lady's sucking on it. It says new lung cleaning device is going viral. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But anyway, so you're going to get some more XP when you're playing Halo Infinite in those first matches. However, you need to be uh, forewarned. Cheaters are already ruining Halo Infinite multiplayer games. Halo Infinite is currently suffering from an influx of hackers and cheaters. Halo Infinite players have been reporting multiple instances of cheaters over the Thanksgiving weekend with recordings showing people clearly using aimbots and wall hacks to cheat. 
It's the latest game to be hit by an increase in cheating across the world's biggest PC games. What's the point of cheating? I was just going to ask that. I don't get it. What do you get out of that? Like, is uh, your is your existence that sad that that's how you need to win? Or is it just to prove you can do it? This goes on to say here that Reddit and Twitter users have been posting clips of cheaters where you can clearly see them uh, snapping to players and getting killing sprees or tracing rival players through walls. Most of these cheaters are clearly using third-party software on PC, and it has led many players to call for an option to disable crossplay. So essentially, if you want to play on PC, you're kind of hosed when you're going to get the cheaters, and if you want to play on Xbox, then you'll be fine. Ward Answer says, I play RL now because of hackers. I've been gaming more than 30-plus uh, years. Kids on YouTube giving links to wall hacks via web players. Got to come play some Rocket League with us, man. I'm telling you, Ward Answer, we had a blast last night. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing those clips. And then in the story that I have here, it, it, has, uh, um, it has people... Do you think they do it so they can try to rank up as much as possible to get the most XP? But why? I don't know. It just it's never makes sense to me. All right, final uh, gaming story today has to do with Hogwarts. We're having a, heading back to Hogwarts with Harry Potter. Headline says, leaker hints at Hogwarts legacy news coming soon. A new leak from an industry insider suggests that Avalanche Software may be ready to show off some new information from the development of Hogwarts Legacy, barring controversy over the franchise's creator. It isn't quite clear what this new information might be, whether it is new concept art or a trailer. But the announcement is supposedly awaiting approval from Warner Brothers Interactive before it is released to the public. This comes from a prominent voice online for updates on Avalanche Software's upcoming open-world title, who has leaked unseen footage and screenshots in the past. Previous leaks shared online by this leaker has teased new announcements for Hogwarts Legacy before, though information has continued to be limited from Avalanche and Warner Brothers as development moves forward. It says here, they're essentially just waiting for the, uh, the approval and things are getting ready to release, be released. Ward answer says to talking going back to the uh, the cheating concept. It's because they suck and want to win. Yeah. So that does it for your gaming news. Moving along here, it looks like we talked about Brendan Fraser on Monday. Brendan Fraser, that comeback is in full effect. Brendan Fraser eyed for the Mummy Four. Did you know there was a third Mummy, Tyler? Yeah, I did. Unfortunately, did you watch it? Yes, I did, unfortunately. <laughs> so this one, I guess Jet Li was in it as well. It did not it, include Rachel Weiss. No, they replaced Evie, which, ugh. Wait, they replaced her? Yes. Oh, bad. they didn't just... They didn't They didn't just, like, write her out of the movie? No. Like, she's busy on another adventure or something? Oh, that's just the worst. I, it is. It's bad. The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Now that I'm seeing the poster, actually, I do remember this. And it did star Brendan Fraser. 
I mean, it made money. Its budget was 145 million, and it brought in over 400 million in the box office. So technically, made money. So anyway, so there was a third one. Brandon, at what cost? So there was a third one, and uh, looks like they're getting ready to make a fourth one now. So Brendan Fraser, he. He's set to play the villain for DC's Batgirl movie. He's playing a lawyer in a film with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. We're going to get to uh, De Niro here in just a minute. And it talks about how Universal's trying to get him to come back. Because remember, they made those three movies, and then Universal was going to do that whole uh, movie monster universe with the mummy and Dracula and Frankenstein's monster and all these other creatures. And they were going to... They kicked that thing off. I think it was with Tom Cruise and his mummy movie. And then it just flopped and they were like, ah, crap. Well, I guess we're not doing that. I guess we'll have to wait. So, yeah. So, it looks like uh, Brendan Fraser come back in full effect. Now, speaking of Robert De Niro, who's going to be in that movie with Brendan Fraser, here's an interesting factoid for you. You ready, Tyler? On the edge of my seat here. So do you remember Paul Rudd recently won Sexiest Man Alive? And I th- and how old is he? He's 50-something, right? Yeah. I hear he drinks the blood of virgins, though. So That's a definite possibility. Check Paul Rudd's age here. He's 52. And everybody kept referencing that Wilfred Brimley was 52 when they filmed Cocoon. And then they would do a side-by-side picture of Paul Rudd with Wilford Brimley. So Ben Stiller, right now, he's 56 years old. Robert De Niro, when they filmed Meet the Parents, was 56 years old. So we're starting to get to that point. Remember when we did this with Star Wars 2? When they were releasing those other movies and Luke Skywalker had come back and it was Mark Hamill. And they were like, oh my god, Mark Hamill's actually the same age as Obi-Wan Kenobi was, right? Yeah, Alec Guinness was... How old is he when Star Wars came out? Uh, he passed away in 2000. He was born in 1914. Quick math. That's eh, too much. I'm going to skip that. But yeah, so then somebody goes on to say here on Reddit, the headline said, Ben Stiller is now the same age as Robert De Niro was when he made Meet the Parents. So this person presents an idea. Did you like Meet the Parents, Tyler? I did. Did you like Meet the Fockers? I did. Did you know that they made them find an actual family with the last name of Fockers before the movie would allow the uh, before the studio would allow the movie to be titled that. Oh, okay. Because they thought it was a controversial name otherwise? Well, Fockers. So they were like, until you can find a family with that actual last name, you have to figure out a new name. And then obviously they found somebody and it was called Meet the Fockers. So this person says, I think it's time for a fourth film in the saga. What was the third one? What was the kids one? Anyway. I don't think I saw the third one. It says here, imagine a 56-year-old Greg Fokker is shocked when his daughter brings home a, 
a dropkick boyfriend. I'm guessing that's kind of like a loser. But they they present the person that they think should play the role, and I think it would be brilliant. Pete Davidson. <laughs> it says here he wants to intimidate this guy, but the dude is so confident and laid back that nothing phases him. He thinks back to how much he shat himself meeting his girlfriend's parents, so he enlists the help of Jack to take this kid down a peg. They team up and wacky hijinks ensue, and we have not only Greg struggle to seem threatening, but an aging Jack losing his edge. I, I, I If I'm completely honest, I think I'd probably go check that out. How's that story sound, Tyler? It doesn't sound that bad. That might actually be something I'd watch. All right. Tom Holland. He is not done with Spider-Man. Remember when there was it was really iffy if Spider-Man was even coming back to the MCU after um, Homecoming, I think it was? Do you yeah, remember thought, that story? Yeah, I thought for sure that Tom Holland was out after this movie. I don't know where I heard that or oh. how I got that in my head. But hold on. see, Do you remember the story from a few years ago? When he was already introduced to the MCU, and then Sony essentially kind of held Spider-Man hostage. Oh, yes, yes. And they were saying, nope, you don't, you, you know, there's not going to be any more movies with Spider-Man in it. And it, and, and, and it sucked. I mean, I, I think the story only lasted a few weeks, but yeah, that was not an enjoyable time. Because it was like, well, crap, what are you going to do now? Spider-Man's essentially the one carrying the MCU into the next phase here. And he's far from done. It says, Spider-Man No Way Home is set to wrap up the current trilogy of Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man movies, but Tom Holland's incarnation of the web-slinging hero isn't hanging up his suit just yet. Sony producer Amy Pascal has confirmed in an interview with Fandango that Holland will return for a future trilogy of Spider-Man movies that will continue to be set in the MCU. Pascal says, This is not the last movie that we are going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. It just isn't a part of, we're thinking of these last three films, and now we're going on to the next three. This is not the last of our MCU movies. So he's in, man. At least three more movies there for Tom Holland playing Spider-Man. And I, I said last night when we were playing Rocket League, I did purchase my tickets to go check out Spider-Man No Way Home. We'll be checking it out that Saturday with the family because the wife... She says she's more of a DC uh, DC gal. I think that has more to do with Henry Cavill playing Superman. But she did mention that she enjoys Spider-Man. That's one part of the MCU that she really enjoys. So we watched um, Homecoming and then Far From Home over the past week or so, and then now we're gonna go check out. Uh, we're gonna go check out no, uh, no Way Home. It's gonna be great. Moving on to some sports news here. Michigan, after beating Ohio State, we got the uh, playoff. Playoff? We got the college football playoff update. And we are looking at number one, Georgia. No surprise there. Michigan jumped up to number two. Alabama stayed at number three. And then Cincinnati coming in at number four. So if the playoffs were to start today, which this isn't going to happen because obviously... Some of these schools are going to have to they have to play in their championship games. So it would be Georgia taking on Cincinnati and then Michigan taking on Alabama. Coming in at number five, Oklahoma State. After defeating the Oklahoma Sooners, 
They're up to number five. And then you have Notre Dame coming in at number six. Obviously, the big news wrapped around Notre Dame. Brian Kelly, he's jumping ship down to LSU. We have a kind of a coaching carousel happening here where you have Lincoln Riley. He left Oklahoma. He is now heading to USC. Brian Kelly went from Notre Dame down to LSU. Who knows what Notre Dame is going to do? But you still have all those uh, title games coming up. You've got Georgia taking on Alabama. That's coming up Saturday, 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Oregon can get some revenge on Utah. They're going to get their asses kicked. That's on Friday. That's at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Oklahoma State, they do have to take on Baylor still. That'll happen Saturday at 10 a.m. Cincinnati has their championship game. They're taking on Houston. And again, that's also going to be Saturday at 2 p.m. Michigan taking on Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. That's going to be a little bit later on Saturday. That's going to be 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, War Dancer says it's nothing to do with uh, who, what, when, or where. It's about how much you're going to pay pay me as uh, who to coach for. Yeah, I mean, if you look at I gotta, I, I got to see if I can find that. Was it what Lincoln I, Riley got? All right, Brandon. I'm going to need you to say who, what, when, and where one more time. Who, what, when, and where? Oh, okay. What? I think before you, you pulled a Stewie on the. Oh, they got who? You know, I used to mock that, and now it, it, it slips in there every now and then. Um. So here's the Lincoln Riley details. And then we also had. The details on Brian Kelly, and it's it's insane. I mean, it's absolutely insane what they what they scored. But I think Lincoln Rallies is the big one. Okay, don't need this. Add, go away. Um, Lincoln Riley USC contract details not confirmed. Hundred and ten million dollars. USC is buying both of his homes in Norman, Oklahoma for $500,000 over the asking price. They're buying him a $6 million home in Los Angeles. And he has unlimited use of the private jet 24-7 for his family. And Tyler, you are correct. Will Wheaton. (laughs) Will Wheaton. It's even more accentuated when you're on a microphone, too, because if you drop that H in there, So with Lincoln Riley heading over to USC, you're starting to see some of the college uh, recruits jumping ship, or at least following him. Five-star quarterback Malachi Nelson, first former Oklahoma Sooners commit to follow Lincoln Riley to the USC Trojans. So is he going to be the guy that finally uh, brings USC back to prominence here in uh, the Pac-12? Because the Pac-12 has not really been all that great. Like, Oregon seems to be the one that's usually towards the top, but they always find a way to crap the bed. Washington had a little run there for a while. But USC hasn't been good in a while, man. And another really quick update here in sports. Men's college basketball season. Holy crap, this thing has already been crazy. So here's what's happened so far. You had Gonzaga. They were number one. UCLA was sitting at number two. Gonzaga steamrolled UCLA, essentially proving that they were the number one team in the country. Gonzaga then goes and loses to number five, Duke. 
Duke jumps up to number one in the polls. And then just last night, Duke loses to unranked Ohio State. It's March Madness in December, baby! That was not a, an attempt at uh, Dick Vitale, by the way. It was, it was nowhere near it. Ward Answer says it will be an interesting challenge to see if the players or the coach, if it's the players or the coach that makes a difference. I think it's it's there's a lot of both there because you see some of these schools with really top recruiting classes. Like Oregon's kind of like this right now with Mario Cristobal. He's able to recruit like a son of a bitch. Like this dude gets a lot of these players in there, but the only problem is I'm he's really suspect when it comes to a lot of his uh, coaching, like especially in-game stuff. They seem to play down to the other team's level a lot. There are teams that Oregon should have just beat the snot out of this year that they didn't. All right. So that does it for our sports. Tyler, are you just about ready? Uh, yeah, I just got to pull it up real quick. That's what she oh. said. Ah! Okay. <laughs> Tell me when. All right, so on that note, it is about time for five random, no, five fast questions. Here we go. All right, it is time for today's five fast questions. Tyler, fire away. Number one, what's an underrated skill everyone should learn? How to change a tire. Number two, which actor seems to only play themselves? George Clooney. Number three, what song is stuck in your head? Uh, Tech Nine, Straight Out the Gate. Number four, if you named your pet after the last thing you ate, what would their name be? Uh, vanilla Silk Yogurt with flaxseed, uh, ground flaxseed. Number five, what is a word that sounds dirty but isn't? Moist. And that is your five fast questions here for your Wednesday, December 1st. We can do a little deeper dive into some of these questions if you guys would like. Yeah, we crossed over on some of these. What do you mean? We have the same answers. Oh. All right, so number one, what was the question? What's an underrated skill everyone should learn? Um, I think being able to change a flat tire. That's something that, that most people need to know how to do. What was your answer? That was my answer as well. Basic car maintenance, including changing the tire. Yeah, I think I think yours. I, I think your answer is better in the general maintenance of the vehicle, just because I think that that one. Um, it, it, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with a car. Man, I've known people who they never took their cars in for like the scheduled oil changes, and I just envision that like the engine seizing up. Ward answer says, how to operate a PC, save a file. Yes, I know a lot. I mean, I've worked with a lot of people that just don't know anything about computers. It's irritating as hell. But if you guys have any other any other responses to this, by all means, fire away in the Twitch chat. Yeah, my, the second thought was uh, how to use a defibrillator. Defibrillator. Oh, my gosh. Defibrillator. <laughs> what am I? What's going on? Defibrillator? Yes. Why can't I say that? Defibrillate. Defibrillator. How to use a defibrillator. There <laughs> we go. I like how you broke it down. Like, you, you like okay, so this is the root word. And then we just got to go from there. Defibrillator. All right, what was the second question? Oh, um, 
It's on my phone, and my phone just... Uh, which... Number two, which actor seems to only play themselves? George Clooney, to me, always seemed to just kind of play George Clooney. Like, he always... It was always the same kind of snarky-ish role. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's the cool guy. And it always seemed like that was that was his thing. Another one that, that just popped into my brain would be... Uh, Tracy Morgan. He's Tracy Morgan in everything that he does. Master of Puppets says Ryan Reynolds. I never saw the one where he's trapped in the box, though. The one where he's, like, in that coffin. Because, uh, yeah, claustrophobia. Get, get that thing the hell away from me. But I could definitely see Ryan Reynolds. He kind of plays himself. I mean, he like that's why he, like, he is Deadpool. You know what I mean? What was your answer, Tyler? Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen plays himself with that laugh. And I still watch it. I mean, he's still funny. There's a, there's a movie, the End of the World movie, where they he literally plays himself, and it's yeah, yeah, the yeah. same character he plays in every movie. Yeah, that's it's it got all the friends. It's got Danny McBride in it. It's a messed up movie, by the way. Very messed up. Ramirez says the Mexican cholo dude. I don't even think that guy's Mexican. But he always has the same name. There he is, Noel Guglielmi. Guglielmi. That's who I think. That's who you're talking about there. Yeah, Hector. Master Puppet is right. Yeah, it's Hector. That dude's name's Hector in everything. I'm not seeing. Oh yeah, so he, he's Italian Mexican. What it is. Word answer says machete. Machete. All right, what was the next question? Number three, what song is stuck in your head? Ah, yes. So Spotify every year does this thing where they go through all the songs and most of the stuff that you listened to this past year, and it kind of it creates you a playlist, and they did this really cool thing where it's a full story, and I think I'll share it to my Instagram page, where you're able to kind of see your listening patterns, what genres of music were you listening to? How much were you listening to music? How much were you listening to podcasts? Like, they break down all the information. It's really cool. But apparently the song that I listened to most this past year, it's uh, Tech Nines Straight Out the Gate, and it's the version that has uh, Serge Tankian from System of a Down in it as well. Is there a song that's stuck in your head right now, Tyler? The X-Men theme song. Yeah! Yeah, it is! Yes, it is. All right. Next question. Uh, if you named your pet after the last thing you ate, what would their name be? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I had a snack right before, uh, right before we hopped online here. It was uh, the Silk Yogurt Alternatives. I'm trying to cut dairy out because I think it's jacking my stomach up. So it was a vanilla silk yogurt alternative with ground flaxseed. That would be my dog's name. Uh, Word answer says, where do you find that on Spotify, on the mobile app or the, uh, the web player too? I think mine was specifically in an email, I think. They emailed it to me, and then I followed the link. But it's got to be there because, they, I mean, they, they, I guarantee they put a lot of work into this thing. So they're going to try to make sure they're pushing it as much as possible. Uh, final question was what? What is a word that sounds dirty but isn't? Ah, yes. We all are familiar with the word moist, are we not? 
moist. Yes, and that was my choice as well. Did I ever tell you the Moist Funk story? No, I don't think so. So Moist Funk was the name of my fake rock band for the video game Rock Band. And the game had already been announced, and a group of my friends and I down in South Florida, I kept telling them, I'm like, I'm recruiting you guys to this band. I'm, I'm going to get this thing for Christmas, and we are going to create a rock band, and we're going to perform in my house. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Ward Answer says, uh, oh, my God, I found it. My top song was LMFAO Party Rock Anthem. See, that's interesting, especially if you have anybody else who, like, if you if you drive people around and maybe they're changing up your Spotify or something else. Like, there was one year, I think it was probably a couple of years ago, where you could, it was a lot of, there's, a, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I love Disney songs, but there was a lot of Disney songs that popped up at the end of that year. Because I was carting my kid around. And she was still uh, too young for Metallica. So, anyway. So, we went out to a concert in South Florida. It was Stone Sour. I ended up getting sucker punched in a par uh, parking lot. 11 stitches to close my eye up. Concussed, obviously. And the next morning, I was hanging out with, you know, my friends who were going to create this, this band. We're hanging out at the pool. And... Somebody filmed it, but this is remember back when you had like a like a something that could record, but it wouldn't record audio. Remember how we would always go through phases like that with technology? Well, this didn't have any audio. And I went off on a rant about the word funk. And the more I said the word funk, some of the girls that were there were like, ugh, I guess it's a gross word. And then randomly somebody else goes, Yeah, I've got the same problem with the word moist. So our band name became Moist Funk. Greatest rock band ever that never existed. Did you ever play rock band or uh, Guitar Hero or anything like that? Tyler? Yes, played the, played the heck out of rock band. Or not rock band, uh, Guitar Hero when it first came out. Like, I had the songs memorized. Really? Yes, it was pretty bad. Were you one of those guys that was able to play, like, on the super levels? Yeah, yes. Yeah, see, I never got that far. One of the reasons was because when I had the rock band set for the Xbox 360, the guitar that it came with was a plug-in guitar. And Chewy, my dog who is now almost 14 years old, was a puppy. So this, again, would have been around 2008. Um, he chewed through the damn cord. Living up to his name. Yeah, that's, that's exactly you what happened. Have named not Chewy. I wanted to name him Boba Fett. Just because of the way the markings were on his face, it kind of looked like a Mandalorian helmet. It's either that or it's just that's what I was looking for. But I got I got vetoed on that one. So, uh, so your Mandalorian obsession started young. Yes, very much so. Very much so. And we are we are now uh, soon to be all Brandalorians. All right, we're moving on to the final topic here for today. Uh, by all means, if you guys want to, go ahead and join in the Twitch chat if you would like. Oh, Ramirez is hanging out in the uh, over on the Discord. Again, if you guys want to actually, if you can speak, put your little hand up up there. And uh, you guys are more than welcome to join us over there so that you can actually kind of chime in on some of the topics here that we're talking about. Oh, so R Ramirez puts his hand up and then his hand down again immediately. I'm looking right at it, dude. 
looking right at it. So what I have here is a list of weird holiday traditions from around the globe. Got to figure out how I'm going to organize all this crap around my around my computer. <laughs> Ramirez says I was just trying it out. Oh, it worked. I saw it. So I have 11. 11 total things on here. And if anybody wants to chime in in the chat, you are more than welcome to. Tyler, obviously, you are more than welcome to fire a guess off as well. If you can let me know. And obviously, if you know it, all the better. Can you name the country where these strange or odd holiday traditions originate? Number 11. A New Year's Eve run with the runners wearing nothing but red underwear. Tyler, where do you think that originates from? Got to be somewhere in Europe. Most of these probably originate in Europe. Huh? Um, not necessarily. Uh, yeah, it's got to be some place warm. Uh, runners wearing just red underwear. That sounds like maybe something the Italians would do. Uh, War Dancer says Madrid, Spain. Oh, it's firing yeah, away with that sure. one. Ramirez says Switzerland. Well, I can tell you, one of you have the country correct. And it is Spain. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It says here, here's one for the new year. In Spain, it is customary to wear red underwear on New Year's Eve. The small town of La Font de la Figuera has taken the tradition one step further. A New Year's Eve run with the runners wearing just red underwear. Coincidentally, the town has the highest incident of incidence of pneumonia in the country. What? <laughs> what a crazy coincidence. All right, next one on the list. Here we have children leave a boot or a shoe outside their bedroom door. I'm going to go with Germany or Austria. Tyler is going Germany or Austria. If anybody else would like to chime in, you're more than welcome to. Ward Anchor says, whatever town it is. Figured it's a play on running with the bulls. Interesting. Talking about the red underwear there. Again, children leave a boot or shoe outside their bedroom door on, uh, I believe it was Christmas Eve. That's when this one happens. I forgot I also have to do a quick fact check on one here, too, to check the origins of something. So Tyler says Germany. Germany is correct, Tyler. Booyah. On the evening of... Actually, I take it back. It's not Christmas Eve. On the evening of the 5th of December, German children leave a boot or a shoe outside their bedroom door in the morning. If they've been good, they will wake to find the shoes filled with sweets. If they haven't, they will find only a branch. Not a lump of coal, a branch. It says, obviously, it is best to leave out the newest pair of shoes you own, preferably fresh out of the box. All right, next one on the list here. Christmas Eve. Unmarried women stand with their back to their front door. So think about this. They then throw their shoe. If the shoe lands with the toes facing the house... They will be married within the year. If it lands with the heels facing the house, it means it will be another year of being single. 
What country does this originate from? Again, on Christmas Eve, unmarried women stand with their back to the front door. They toss their shoe out there. If it lands with the shoes facing the house, they'll be married within a year. If it's the heel, they're going to be single for another year. Tyler, what country do you think that originates from? God, I have no idea. Poland? Poland is not correct. It's actually the Czech Republic. On Christmas Eve, unmarried ah. Czech women stand with their back to the door and toss one of their shoes over their shoulder. That doesn't make any sense. They would have their back to the street then, right? Because it says here, if unmarried women stand with their back to the door and toss one of their shoes over their shoulder, they throw it into the house. That's what it sounds like. Or maybe they maybe they are throwing it into the house, and I'm mistaken that they're throwing it into the street. Well, it says here, if it lands with the toe facing the door, it means that they'll be married within the year. If it lands with the heel facing the door, it's another year of being single. Yeah, maybe they're like 10 foot in front of feet in front of their door or something. Word answer says no worse than our throwing of garters or flowers. Yeah, I mean, we all have our own silly ass traditions. All right, here's the next one. Instead of Santa, the gift giver in this country is an old witch, old witch named La Befana. That's Italy for sure. You know this one for a fact? Yes. How do you know this? You were the history major. Uh, my brother's really into Italy. Well, it says here, unable to conclusively prove the existence of Santa, the Vatican decided to throw its weight behind something that something they'd had countless dealings with, an old witch called La Befana, who delivers presents to kids in Italy. The story goes that the three wise men invited the witch to accompany them to see the baby Jesus. She said she was too busy, and the legend was born. All right, next one on the list here. The traditional Christmas feast in this country has families sometimes setting an extra place setting for deceased relatives. What country does that? Uh, just trying to think of countries we haven't named yet. Yeah, it's, I would agree with Mexico. You are going to agree with Mexico. Did you get quiet again all of a sudden? I don't think so. God, we got to figure this thing out because now I can barely hear you again. And I've already jacked up the mic as much as I can. If you can get the mic closer to you or something. Um, it's right in front of my mouth. Unless I start chewing on it. God damn. All right, we got to figure something out there because it's, it's going up and down on me. All right, so you're saying Mexico. Actually, it's Portugal. Oh. During Consora. The traditional Christmas feast in Portugal, families sometimes set extra places at the dining table for deceased relatives. It's thought that the practice will ensure good fortunes for the household. In some areas, crumbs are left on the hearth as well. And you thought, uh, and it goes into some st stupid joke there. Word answer says Mexico does it too. La da muerte. I like. I thinking like muerte. Word answer. We live in Texas, too. My wife is from Mexico, actually. She was born in Juarez. All right, next one on the list here. Tyler, you ready? Yes. This country likes to throw an artificial spider and web into their Christmas tree. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, one of those, 
like Ukraine or Austria, one of those countries that has really creepy. Damn, <laughs> you nailed it! It's the Ukraine. Oh yeah, they have some real creepy things going on. Over those <laughs> it countries. says here. It says here. Uh, in addition to the standard tinsel, fairy lights, and baubles. Ukrainians like to throw an artificial spider and web on the tree as well. The tradition has its origins in an old tale of a poor woman who couldn't afford to decorate her tree and woke on Christmas morning to discover a spider had covered it in a glorious sparkling web. So they do this for good luck. All right, next one on the list here. In the week leading up to Christmas, this country has people cleaning their houses top to bottom because they believe that the devil lives in the dark, dirty corners of their house. Say that one more time. In the week leading up to Christmas, this country has people cleaning their houses top to bottom because they believe that the devil lives in the dark, dirty corners of their house. War Dancer says Denmark. Green-Eyed Ghost says, good afternoon. What's up, buddy? How you doing, David? <laughs> By our guest there, Tyler. Man, uh, again, have we had Sweden yet? I'm going to go with Sweden. I don't think Sweden's uh, We have not had Sweden. It is not Sweden. It is not Denmark either. It is Guatemala. In Guatemala. Now, again, some of these countries might do this stuff. I'm basing this off of what I have here. Because Twitchy Twist says Sweden as well. It says here, in Guatemala, cleanliness really is next to godliness. Locals believe that the devil and other evil spirits live in the dark, dirty corners of your home. Therefore, they spend the week before Christmas sweeping up, collecting rubbish, and then piling everything in a huge heap outside. Finally, an effigy of the devil is placed on top, and the whole thing is set on fire. It's called La Cuema del Diablo, the burning of the devil. All right, next one on this list here. Oh, this one's great. So this one, it's uh, the area that it has, it's technically not a country. I mean, I guess it kind of is. But hopefully you guys will be able to, to pick out this one. So this country has an actual Mr. Hanky, the Christmas pill. Sort of. It says here that they make a defecating log and beat it with sticks like a pinata. What country does this come from? What is it? They create kind of like a pinata that's a defecating log. It's a pinata. We did we do Spain? We did Spain already, huh? Doesn't mean it can't be again. Nah, I know how these things go. Oh, what's that country that's like, that's basically Spain, <laughs> but it's not? What do you mean, Portugal? Is it Portugal? Isn't there? Well, Portugal's right there. Fire guess. I don't know. I'll go with Spain. Yeah, it is Spain. Although it technically really it's an area called Catalonia. There's a country that's right, I think it's between France and Spain. It's really super tiny. Is that Catalonia? Because it, it, this is just, it's an uh, autonomous community of Spain is what it's listed as. But it says here, it's, it's like the a, tradition it of 
basically be like what a state is in the United States, kind of. It's a uh, cagatio or defecating log. Locals in Catalonia create a character out of a log, drawing a face on it and giving it a hat. Then they spend a fortnight feeding it fruit, nuts, and sweets. On Christmas Eve, the entire family beats the log with sticks and sings a traditional song that translates to, If you don't crap well, I'll beat you with a stick. Until the log excretes all its treats. So kind of like a piñata. Yeah, I was thinking of Aragon, which is, it used to be its own country, but now it's part of Spain. So this is where the history is. Wasn't that uh, next to Mordor? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Okay, what's the next one on the list here? Got a few more here for you. Got three more. In this country, it's tradition to travel to early morning mass leading up to Christmas on roller skates. No confirmation on if rollerblades are acceptable either. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, word answer says uh, Hollywood. In this country, it's tradition to travel to uh, to early morning mass leading up to Christmas on roller skates. Think South America. I'll give you a hint on this one. It's a South American country? Yes. Ramirez says Brazil. Tyler, you got a guess? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Brazil, too. Tyler also sticking with Brazil. Uh, close but no cigar. It's actually Venezuela. Venezuelans attend a daily church service called... Uh, I'm not even going to try. Early morning mass. And in the capital of Caracas, it is customary to travel to the church service on roller skates. It says, indeed, so widespread is the practice that many roads in the capital are closed until 8 a.m. to provide Christmas worshipers with a safe passage. All right, we have two more. This next one has to do with uh, witches. This country believes Christmas Eve coincides with the arrival of evil spirits and witches, so they hide all of their brooms. Name that country. It's got to be one of those Holy Roman Empire countries. Um, Think it out. Here we go. People are listening. Twitchy Twist says France. And where would that be? A lot of countries that don't exist anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> I am again. I'm gonna go with like Ukraine, Austria, that area. Well, I can Germany. tell you that this this country does exist. It's Norway. Ah, uh, Norway. It says here, Norwegians believe that Christmas Eve coincides with the arrival of evil spirits and witches. It is only logical then that Norwegian householders uh, hide all of their brooms before they go to sleep. All right, final one here. And this is one I actually knew because we've, I've talked about this one on the air before. Tyler, this country loves KFC for Christmas. It's the United States, right? It is not. Oh. 
Anybody who used to listen when I was on the morning show should know this answer. Because this is like a big thing in this country on Christmas is it's all about the KFC, man. Is it Korea? Because I think I remember seeing Conan O'Brien go to Korea. You are close. You're very close. close. This country loves KFC for Christmas. South Korea? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually Japan. Japan is the country. It says here, forget the Christmas turkey. For many Japanese, traditional Christmas dinner is Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, see, David came in. I'll give you the points there, David, because of the delay. It says here, due to a combination of tiny Japanese ovens and a clever marketing campaign convincing locals that fried chicken is a traditional American Yuletide feast, reservations have to be made to eat at KFC on Christmas Day. During the run-up to Christmas, Colonel Sanders statues outside KFC's uh, Japanese outlets wear Santa gear. The chicken is served in special holiday packaging. Demand is such that an online service has been created. You can order your Christmas family bucket in advance and have it delivered over in Japan. Uh, I can't believe the colonel would lie to the Japanese like that. (laughs) His finger looking good, baby. All right, that's just going to about wrap us up for today, man. Twitchy Twist says Japan is totally Americanized. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's one that we had. It was in like a five random facts or uh, it was in something. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, thank you guys for being out here, hanging out. We had a lot of holiday stuff today. Maybe some more holiday stuff coming up next week. Not really sure. We're going to get some more Star Wars The Old Republic. We're going to throw down on some of that. More Rocket League. War Dancer, if you're able to uh, show up next Tuesday, we might play Rocket League this weekend. Who knows? Make sure you guys have uh, the notifications and everything uh, turned on here on the Twitch channel so that you can join us when we're live. And, uh, oh, see, uh, Producer Dave, he says that he's a Star Wars The Old Republic account. Come on and head on. Join us. Oh, my goodness. That was Haven. All right, on that note, Tyler, you got anything else to say? Anything else to add? No, just please like, subscribe, share, do all the things, donate, and get this over with already. Yes. It's causing me anxiety. We forgot about that. So anyway, see so yes, please like, subscribe, head to the YouTube channel. It's Goat the Brandalorian where you'll find all this stuff. Uh, Tyler basically uh, edits out all the clips and we upload those. So if you miss just this particular segment that you want to check out, you can find it. Nice little bite-sized nuggets over there for you. And the donations, we're trying to get 250 bucks because once we hit that mark, Tyler has to sing the theme song to the 90s X-Men animated show. So by all means, fire away with those things on that note and have a fantastic Wednesday. Love y'all. Peace out. Bye.